Hey everyone, welcome back to PT Tech Talk. I am one of two co-hosts, Dave Kittle, physical therapist and founder, CEO of Initial, currently without our other co-host, Rob Vining. He's a physical therapist and the founder of ptlive.me. But today we're back with one of our frequent flyers, private practice owner, cash-based owner, and physical therapist, Ron Miller, out of Orlando, Florida, and of Pursuit Physical Therapy. Ron, what's up? How's it going? I'm excited to be here again. So that's, is this number 30 or 31? This is 30, three zero. There you go. And Rob and I were at least committed to a hundred. So we're, we're getting there. Nice. So Ron, today we're going to cover marketing strategies. We have four specific marketing strategies for physical therapists and for private practice owners to fire up and boost their business. So let's jump into it. Okay. I would say that the first thing that you have to do is dominate your local market or your local area. And what do I mean by this is that if someone is in pain, how are they going to find you? Because let's face it, healthcare is an oversaturated market. So if someone is in pain, how are they going to find you? So this is talking about, you know, optimizing your Google business listings. You know, you need to be on um, Facebook, Google, and Yelp, at least for some of your local businesses stuff. 80% of your searches are on Google. So you have to have those three. And then maybe you can have Yahoo and Bing and some other ones. So the main ones business-wise that I recommend is definitely your Google, Facebook, and Yelp. Um, and then you have to ask yourself this, you know, whether you're just opening or whether you're just starting a new marketing strategy, how are people going to find you? So then you have to start getting into some SEO. And instead of letting other people find you, and be more passive, I like to take the active approach. And this is step no- number two, where, you know, identify who your ideal patient is. Who is the niche market that you want to treat? What kind of diagnosis do you want to treat? So step two, or what I recommend, is to clearly identify your ideal patient, whether they're rich, poor, a runner, a crossfitter, whether low back pain, whether it's heel pain, anything. And this is what the clinic owner has to tell themselves. Who do I want to treat? What is my ideal patient? What diagnosis do I want? And then go out there and get them. So you also know this too, as an entrepreneur business owner, you know, you have to clearly identify your client or patient or whatever you want to call it, clearly identify what they are and then go out and get them. So instead of just waiting for people to call, you know, I say go out, and say you want to treat runners with plantar fasciitis, design a proven evidence-based plantar fasciitis program and go out there and market to them. And this could be through SEO. This could be through a pay-per-click campaign. It can be through a Facebook ads campaign. Um, <clears throat> and what do I mean by SEO is, is if someone is searching for, say we're in Orlando, they're searching for heel pain treatment in Orlando. That's something that I've posted or my business page will pop up. So that's one way to go after them. Or you can do a webinar. You can create a video. Um, there's some great stuff being done on Facebook right now. Create a video that targets runners with plantar fasciitis, get them all on a webinar and educate them that way. So 
Um, step two is clearly identify your niche market and go out there and get them. Um, did that answer at least the first two right there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the third thing, what I would recommend is let's talk about Facebook. So people aren't searching Facebook for pain or treatments and stuff like that. Facebook is for you identifying your, a group or a market or a niche or a niche, like kind of uh, like a group or a type of group or a niche market and you go after and get them. So if I want to market to plantar fasciitis, think of types of people that have plantar fasciitis, whether they're runners, you can market your campaign towards runners. You can say you notice that women wearing heels with ages between 40 and 60, you can create that group and market towards them with your plantar fasciitis campaign. People aren't on Facebook searching for treatment interventions. Facebook is used for you to reach out to your target group. So again, if you're just sending, creating like a low back pain group and just marketing low back pain, no one's searching on Facebook for low back pain. So you have to, Facebook's great to identify the group and go after them. It could be lawyers. It could be receptionists who sit all day with lower back pain. So the third strategy is use Facebook to market to your ideal group. It's not marketing for pain or treatment or diagnoses and stuff like that. Facebook really used to get in front of your group and create your funnel or your marketing campaign to gather those individuals who are in pain. And then you got to design your strategy that way to kind of get them to take action. Stuff like that. So that would be the third one is use Facebook the, the right way. Don't just waste money just trying to get things going because people think it's the cool thing to do. Um, you really need to know how to use Facebook. And the key with it is to identify your niche group. This is going off of number two is to identify that niche group and design your Facebook strategy to identify that group and attract those in that group that are in pain that need treatment to go after that way. Um, the fourth thing with online marketing that I would recommend is, I don't know, do you Snapchat at all? I do. I actually use Snapchat. And funny enough, I actually communicate with some practice owners on Snapchat. See, Physical I therapy, think, private practice owners. So my yeah. target customer, yeah. which is insane because a, a year or two ago, I had Snapchat on my phone and I deleted it because I thought it was just nonsense. And now I realize that it's just the next thing. It's just another social media channel for me to reach not just my friends and colleagues, but my prospective target customer. And it's amazing. Yeah, I still don't Snapchat. I still don't tweet just because I don't think the public, you know, tweeting is for fast information. People aren't going to be like, I have low lower back pain on, on like Twitter. They're not searching on Twitter. No, but they, they might say like, oh, work sucks today. Hashtag low back pain. But I'm just saying, I mean, you can strike yeah. up a conversation with that person and do the whole Gary, Gary V thing and the long relationship and, and provide some value up front. Mm -hmm. They're there, but you know, you're right. It's, it's not targeted. It's not hyper, hyper local. It's kind of, you know, you're. Yeah. I don't want someone in Seattle, Washington looking at right. my tweet. I want people in Orlando. So I really haven't tweeted 
mean, I've never gotten into Twitter or Snapchat just because I haven't found it useful now. Um, that would be a, a good conversation. Let's see if, if we can get someone who's had success with Twitter and generated a return on their investment using tweets and Snapchat. That would be an interesting um, conversation, but I really haven't um, used Snapchat or Twitter. Now, I would say the fourth thing, and I've recently blogged about this, this is how Facebook has saved the email marketing campaigns. So what do I mean by this? Um, so an email marketing campaign is you can create a landing page or anything like that to gather people's emails, and then you can educate them through an email drip system. Okay. Um, now Facebook really devalued their um, service, but they learned how to make money. So again, I think we've talked this briefly before about this, but you know, Facebook, if they could have kept their old model, they would have destroyed email marketing. Because now, instead of that, I could have got a Facebook post going right to my phone and bam, it was done. And But they changed their algorithm. So as a business owner, if you put a post on there and you have 500 likes, then only 20 people are seeing your posts. And you're, they're incentivizing us to pay money to reach more people. It's good for Facebook. It's bad for business owners. So what that new algorithm is doing now, if, I, if there's other PT practices out there noticing that, you know, notice that when you post now, not everyone gets it unless you get a lot of activity on it. So that's the key with Facebook now. But now since they changed their algorithm, there's still value in email marketing because people have signed in or they logged in or they subscribed to your blog or to your email post that you can directly get in front of them with certain specials, advertisements, programs, et cetera, that uh, there's still great value in email marketing and people who subscribe to your um, email marketing campaigns, stuff like that. So I would say the fourth thing is, you know, be aware of that on Facebook. It's not, there's not a lot of value anymore in just posting all the time because you're going to just waste time and time is money and you can spend that time on a better strategy that's proven um, regarding that. So their new algorithm is great for Facebook. It's making them a lot of money. It's incentivizing us to pay for exposure but it devalued the like um, it devalued us posting on Facebook, just updates. And it really saved the email marketing campaign because before if 500 people liked my post, 500, 500 people got it. Now we have to pay for it, but the email marketing stuff, I can still get it to them for free or your monthly subscription, whatever that is. So um, I would say that's my fourth marketing strategy is, you uh, still um, maintain your email marketing campaigns and put less um, emphasis on just your general Facebook posts now. Awesome. So why don't we, why don't we recap those four points, but in a way that is aligning right with your practice. So with your practice, Ron, you're a cash-based practice, hundred percent cash-based. So you have to attract and find your target customer in a different way than what I'm used to, where I used to work with like in network practices where they've just had previous physician relationships and they just get this normal consistent influx of new patients every day or every month. So, okay. so, so when you're talking about those four points, you mentioned before when we talked that 
you're fighting with a local hospital where the local hospital, you know, that they're targeting things like AdWords on Google for low back pain or neck pain. And you've done other things differently. So you've had to look at different targeted groups. And I think you mentioned Achilles and running groups and those types of things. So why don't you take it from there? Okay. Do I, you have your phone on you right now? I do. Google best physical therapy Orlando or physical therapy Orlando. So first step was dominate your local market. So, for example, if someone's searching for physical therapy or someone's searching for a treatment, are you popping up? If someone wants the best physical therapy, if someone wants the best treatment, are you popping up? So Orlando is an oversaturated market. There's chiropractors, massage therapists, there's personal trainers doing uh, corrective exercise specialists. You know, Florida Hospital and Orlando Health are the major ACOs, and they're just dominating this area. So I can't compete with them. They have unlimited funds pretty much to dominate local searches on low back pain. So you need to be creative and dominate your local search. So I want people searching for best physical therapists. Now, did I, did I pop up? So my search terms were physical therapy, Orlando. Did you want me to put best or just either one doesn't matter. You're right. You already know this. It doesn't matter. So I type in physical therapy, Orlando, and I see the map of different options, but the first option on the top, and you guys can check this on the YouTube video for this. We're going to convert this to YouTube, as you know, like usual. And you see Pursuit Physical Therapy on the top. And I can call Ron's office right from there, and boom, his number pops up. And I can call his front desk. And now if, so, I, if, I, if I thought that those were ads, right, because they look a little different than maybe the organic Google search, then I can scroll down below this bar. And actually, the second option there is Pursuit Physical Therapy. So PursuitTherapy.com, which is Ron's practice here in Maitland. So, so another thing is, say you're searching for Achilles tendonitis or best physical therapy, whatever searches, if 10 people come up, what's going to make your thing stand out? If you look on that search, I have 93 five-star reviews. The next best one is like nine and then five, and then no one has any other reviews. So when I say dominate your local search, not just popping up, but what makes you different? What makes you stand out in an oversaturated market? Um, I always go back to my quote from Elon Musk that if you're going to open a business in an oversaturated market with lots of competition, your product and service needs to be far superior than your competition. Not the same, not a little bit better, not better, but it needs to be far superior. So if someone's searching for you in an oversaturated market, physical therapy, healthcare is oversaturated market, what makes you stand out? And that's what I really mean by dominate your local market um, and make sure that you're coming up in searches and make sure that your page is different than Joe Smith's page right down down the street. You need to make yourself stand out because not only am I just a physical therapist, I'm in a cash-based physical therapy setting. So the cards are stacked against me and stuff. So, but again, you just have to, the main point is dominate your local search. And that's the main principle for step one. Awesome. So when you're, when you're talking about these specific search terms, is it pretty just, is it pretty much just commonplace for any other practice owner across the country to use some of those ideas first so that they should search physical therapy in their local town or city and see what pops up and see where they, first of all, where do they reside in that search? Are they on the first page? Are they below the fold or on the second page? Where are they? And then using some of those other 
keys, uh, keywords and search terms that your customer, your patient will be searching for. So best, like you got to think like them, what are they searching for? They're not going to be searching for, um, physical therapist with a MDT McKenzie credential or, you know, doctor of physical therapy with, um, a manual certification or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, again, to highlight step two, you know, who is your ideal patient? What diagnosis do you want to treat? What type of patient do you want? Before you even start reaching out to that, decide on who you want to treat. If you want to specialize in Achilles tendonitis, you know, then you start doing some search terms for Achilles tendonitis and you design your marketing strategy that way. If you want to treat CrossFitters, you know, you design your CrossFit program and use some terms for CrossFit, um, use Olympic lifting, stuff like that. You know, you have to, I can't answer that question for that local clinician. He needs to decide or she needs to decide what does she want to treat? What do you want to treat? And then from there, you design your marketing strategy specifically for that ideal um, patient diagnosis group, et cetera, and stuff like that. Um, so it could be anything, but I think the point that you're trying to highlight is, do you want to go after someone who has high competition and high clicks, or do you want to go after a diagnosis that has low clicks and low competition? So you could spend a lot more money with wasted money. If you target lower back pain, because it's, you know, everyone from chiropractors to Florida hospital is advertising that. So I'm going to pay a lot more per click that way. If I try to go that route versus finding a diagnosis, you know, that is poorly treated, that has low competition. So compared to the big scheme of things here with back pain and neck pain, when I first started, I picked out um, plantar fasciitis because I thought it was mistreated, poorly treated. People are still getting injections, like five injections in a six month period. And you and I know that a lot of times the root cause could be a static neural tension problem. It could be referred pain from L5S1. It could be an SI joint pathology also. So you could really get to the root cause on some of these patients. So I knew it was mistreated. I launched a plantar fasciitis campaign and really started to reach out to that specific group, whether it's women in heels, runners, um, anyone else that kind of targeted that. So number two. So I'll do a quick little recap. So those were the four marketing tips from Ron Miller today. So the first one was dominate your local search. If you're not dominating your local search, then you're not going to be attracting those targeted customers, those patient populations that you're interested in treating. And the individuals, especially if this is cash-based PT, the individuals that are going to jump the fence and not do their in-network copay that's only 20 or $40, but if they're going to see Ron Miller, they're going to see another practice uh, cash-based practice and pay $100 for an hour or $150 for an hour. So the first thing is dominate your local search. The second thing is your target customer. You have to have your ideal target customer, whether it's in general for your entire practice, right, Ron? Or maybe it's certain campaigns, which makes a lot of sense. The third point was get in front of that group or that population and you have to go wherever they are. So like Ron said with Facebook, on Facebook, you can get in front of them by ads. But again, they're on Facebook to do other things. They're looking at their family pictures. They're, they're, doing, other, they're doing other things. They're communicating. They're networking. When people are on Google and AdWords, they're, they're a little bit 
in a different mode. They're, they're more of a shopping looking mode. Maybe they want more education. They want more information, but they're a little bit in a different mindset. So you could be in both places. You can be one in the other, but it's important for, for the practice owners and the PTs out there to know like why, why, or where should they go? Yeah. The fourth, the fourth point, thing was the email marketing. Right. And the fourth thing was email marketing for follow-up. So for questions on that, Ron, how's the best place for someone to reach you? You can reach me at cashbasedphysiotherapy.org. Um, that's my website. Is all my contact information about my cash-based services. Um, and it goes over my blueprints of what I've done, whether it's business, marketing, and sales. I have certain strategies designed for each one for a cash-based clinic. Um, and my email, you can reach me at um, cashbasedpt at gmail.com. So Ron, for Ron Miller and for Rob Viney, who's not here on PT Tech Talk, episode 30, I'm Dave Kittle signing off. Thank you, everyone, for joining, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.